Welcome back to the Pillars of Smoke podcast. My name is Sam. And I'm Mag. Let's get a little Jimmy. Come on now. There must be some kind of way out of here. Say the joker to the thief. There's too much confusion. I can't get no relief. Businessman there, drink my wine. Come and dig my earth. None will level on the mine. Nobody of it is worth. Oh my goodness. Oh god. You can't beat Jimmy Hendrix. Oh no, you cannot. That's so gross. Oh, he's so gross. Mm. My goodness, he's so good. One of the greats taken from the world early. Absolutely. I mean to his to his own thing. But you know. Was he part of the twenty seven club? He was, I believe. You think so? Yeah, I think wow. so. That's something to look it was, up. It was him, Janice Joplin. Uh my goodness. Guy from the doors. How do I forget I don't his remember name? His name. <gasps> Jim Morrison. Jim Morrison. There we go. <laughs> Man, what a bang! So you know that there's a there's a, um, oh dang, what's this guy's name? The guy, the guy who's dating or married to uh, Megan Fox. Uh, the guy oh. who Eminem scared. The, uh, <laughs> oh man, Machine Gun Kelly. Machine Gun Kelly. He has a uh, he has a coffee shop in Cleveland, Ohio called the 27 club wow yeah bro it's actually really dope that's morbid yeah i've been you know i've been to ohio (laughs) twice i've been to cleveland twice and uh every time we go both times that we've gone um we've gone to his coffee shop and he has this huge mural on the back wall with like all of these artists who have died a little too early and it's Mm. actually a pretty cool place Really good coffee, actually. Interesting. Yeah, 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 yeah. I mean, it's a really great place. What kind of music did you listen to growing up, Meg? Growing up? (laughs) Wheezy, baby. (laughs) I'm talking about about in the house. Like, like your parents, your best friend's parents. I know what you mean. Me, personally, I listen to, like, a lot of hip-hop and rap. My family, though, because, you know, Cuban household and all that, a lot of like Spanish music, okay. a lot of salsa, a lot of salsa, right, right. Um, a lot of merengue, bachata, a lot of that stuff. But my my uncle, and then a lot of a lot of my family's friends, right? They all liked like classic rock. Mm. They all big fans of like my childhood best friend, his father and his family, right? Huge Eagles fans. Mm. You know, Kansas, Boston, Zeppelin. Van Het, yeah, Van, Van Halen, Halen, Zeppelin, Pantera, um, yeah, 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 all of those people, all of that, all of that stuff. That was the same thing with me. Like my be- my my childhood best friend, yeah, same thing. His his dad and his mom constantly had that stuff playing in the house. But then at home, bless my mother, Christian contemporary music. Oh no, yeah, yeah, all yeah, day yeah. long. 
yeah, yeah. If it wasn't like salsa and bachata, it was all in merengue. It was WMCU. All like, no, yeah, absolutely. It was like the Christian radio station and the worship songs playing all mm. all the time. It's so funny. Which got and now you quick. look at it, and now you look at it, and it's like it's dad rock to us. Yeah. yeah but yeah. here's the funny part. Tell us. So like, I also grew up listening to like a lot of like punk. Yeah. Which is now also considered like pop punk, which I think is mm-hmm. dumb. Uh, it's like Blink-182, Green Day. Yellow Card. Yellow Card. Yeah, sure, I guess. Um, some 41, like stuff like, like... Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we can throw Yellow Card in there. Like the pop punk. Like yeah, the pop punk. Like genre. Nirvana and stuff like that. Uh, Nirvana was a little more grunge in the 90s. Oh, grunge. Yeah, okay, yeah, cool, yeah. cool. Um, but like, so like all these bands that we used to listen to, that we grew up with, now is considered dead oh, rock. No. no. Yes. Dang, that's it's wild. It's not considered dead rock. Because it's... How old did that make you feel? Oh. That you have, like, a genre of music dedicated oh. as, like, dad music. No, look, okay. What made me feel... the What, the, what really made me feel old, okay? Tell us. Uh, on Ciano. So, so, on Ciano, right? Uh, so, at the beginning <laughs> of last year, uh, I was working with... Um, uh, first priority. Okay. It's a Bible club here in the U.S. Uh, and I was over at a school and I was like introducing myself and everything else. And um, there was a, I was like going around asking everyone's names. And this one girl was like, oh, my name's Delilah. And I was like, oh, cool. And she's like, that's a biblical name, right? And I was like, I mean, yeah, because it's from the Bible, but... <laughs> I mean, did, is that what your parents named you after? And she's like, no, my parents named me after a song. And I was like, no. And I was like, stop it. And I was like, it wasn't Hey There, Delilah. Oh, was that's it? what I was thinking. And she's like, yeah, actually. Oh, I was like, hey there, Delilah. <sighs> that, that right there. Yeah, but you know what, man? Was you the inter- moment that I was old. Yeah, but you interact with that young generation, man. But that Those was the moment. That, but that was the moment that I knew that I was old. Yeah, you're old. I was. I was literally at a Bible club with a girl whose parents are probably my age. Yeah. Who had her when they were exiting their teens at some point, yeah. and named yeah. her Delilah after the plain white tees. Hey, hey there, Delilah. That's wild. That. That got me. That made me. That made me feel old, and that's kind of what made me realize. All right, may, maybe the music that I that we used to listen to in our teens is now considered dad rock. It is. That's scary. That is. Why are we old? Oh, man. <laughs> I, don't know. I don't know. I'm only 32, by the way. I'm you know still what's young. interesting is that I was I was talking to someone the other day. I forgot who I was talking to, but they mentioned that they were listening to like one of those oldies radio mm-hmm. stations, mm-hmm. and they they said that. Some of the music that we listened to when we were growing up, that was like new music and stuff like that, right, was starting to get played in those radio oh, stations. Oh, absolutely! I think it was like, I, I think, think it may have day, been you who told me that. Yeah. So okay, so it was Big One Hundred Five Nine. Yeah. So it Big One Hundred Five Nine has always been the classic rock station yeah. down here in South Florida, and uh, I was listening to it on the way to work. This was like twenty eighteen, and they played a Green Day song, oh, and I yeah. was like, yeah stop yeah. what and then right afterwards they played a nirvana song and then they played a foo fighters song and i was like hold on Mm-mm-mm. Mm-mm. <laughs> i was just considered classic but rock. you know what's, what's you, you know what's interesting i think i think what's making time feel so cool like that it's going by so fast 
one the time does go by quicker. Oh, absolutely. As you get as you get older and you get into different stages of life, but whatever. One thing, in my opinion, that makes time seem like it's moving so quickly is technology. Oh, for sure. The rapid, like the rapid how, growth yeah, of technology. Yeah, yeah. Now, now thinking about like going back and like thinking about songs and thinking about our parents' age and thinking about like what their what like our grandparents used to listen to and everything else and all, how all of this kind of passes down makes me think of like how traditions are passed down and yeah. how stories are passed down and like how people just know these things because of just word of mouth and oral traditions and everything else right which is kind of what we're seeing here in the book of hebrews absolutely it's just like a constant like hey remember when they said this about moses in the back like mm-hmm. all the way two thousand three thousand years ago yep. yeah check this out yeah so it's it's kind of like it kind of like makes sense with it where it's we can look back at songs and things that we used to listen to as kids and be like no there's no way that 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 is that old but imagine these guys yeah where they've been what they were being i mean they were listening to to oral stories that that had been passed down and some of these stories were were penned down or jotted down or chiseled down chiseled down (laughs) uh into papyrus and stuff and these stories were kept over decades and and now millennia's and now millennia is again. That's crazy. Again. Man, so. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> if you know, you know. So, man, we're jumping into Hebrews chapter 3 today. Oh, and there's a lot of stuff going on here. And again, uh, the, uh, what I love that you'll constantly see in the book of Hebrews is that the author truly is talking to a Judeo-Christian audience yeah because he's constantly referring back to the law he's constantly just making quick reference back to uh, psalms and proverbs and and stories from the old testament texts Mm -hmm. that unless you were to really know these stories and these oral traditions you would be lost as all crap trying to figure out what this guy is talking about so that's one of the things that i love about the book of hebrews but it's also really good for us because our Bible has both the Old Testament and, and the, the New, New Testament. So what's really cool with the book of Hebrews is that as in every single one of these moments that he brings up something from the Old Testament, you can go back and look at the Old Testament and you can see the parallel that the author of the book of Hebrews is making between a story from the Old Testament and the lesson learned in that story and the, and the lesson to be learned or the theology to be learned of who Jesus Christ is and the parallel that he has with that story. Absolutely. And that's exactly what we're going to see in chapter three today. Yeah. So I think before we, we, before we start reading, yes. I think we should start at verse 18 in chapter two. Because here in, in Hebrews chapter three, it's very interesting that it starts with the word therefore. Right. And something that we learned is... Therefore, um, why are there for? Remember that? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I said that right. Why are there for? Oh, why are there for, therefore? Why are there for, therefore? Yeah, why are there for, therefore? I think that's the, I think that's, that's the, the phrasing of it. That confused me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, when you see the word therefore, you can't just you can't immediately just, like, you can't just pick just up there. Like, oh, this is a new thing. No, it's a thought that preceded that. Exactly. That's bringing into, into that, that 
talks into this that speaks into this passage right so you is, want to look at the why is that yeah. why the why are therefore therefore oh, yeah there you go I get it so what's the therefore verse 18 in chapter 2 for because he himself has suffered when tempted he is able to help those who are being tempted moving on to chapter 3 therefore mm. Holy brothers, you who shared a heavenly calling, consider Jesus, the apostle and high priest of our confession, who is faithful to him who appointed him, just as Moses also was faithful in all God's house, for Jesus has been counted worthy of more glory than Moses, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Now Moses was faithful in all God's house as a servant to testify to the things that were to be spoken later. But Christ is faithful over God's house as a son. And we are his house, if indeed we hold fast our confidence and are boasting in our hope. Amen. Mm. That is the Lord's word. That is the Lord's word. Interesting here, we, we see a very strong uh, dynamic that's being pointed onto Jesus. Absolutely. Very strong. From the very gate of it, we see that the text is hyper-focusing from the very beginning mm -hmm. that Jesus is greater than Moses. It, it, immediately into the text, the, 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 the writer here is starting to point out and starting to make a connection between Moses. Why Moses? Well, Moses has a very, and considering the audience that he's speaking mm -hmm. to, uh, uh, you know, Jewish proselytes that, that, has, that have converted over into Christianity are still holding on to that former way of thinking, that former way of being. We came off from chapter one and chapter two talking about how Jesus is greater than angelic beings. Mm. Some, you know, the, these, these figures that, that, he, that the Jewish people hold to such high esteem. Now they're being, now they're, the writer of Hebrews is saying, well, Jesus is greater than the angels. Absolutely. This is why. And, you know, if you want to, hear more about that listen to to our other episodes on chapter one and on chapter two but now we're transitioning over into how jesus is greater than moses, moses. imagine telling someone like a jewish person someone who finds their identity in judaism someone who finds their identity and their heritage and in um and in their the forefathers of their faith and moses is considered one of the greatest um, Hebrew scholars, writers, leaders mm -hmm. in 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 the Jewish and and Hebrew Israelite history. Well, he's credited for writing the first he's, five books. He's credited yeah. for writing the law. He he wrote the Pentateuch. Like how much greater and and it's something that they hold to such high esteem. Mm -hmm. And the writer here is just telling the these proselytes who had just converted over from Judaism, these new believers. Mm -hmm. Hey. Jesus, the person that you just put your faith in, he's greater than the person who wrote the law. Mm. The person that you were holding to such high esteem, the person who, um, who basically designed the way that you carry out your day-to-day and -day your orthodoxy, the mm -hmm. person who... Who you who you identify? How you practice your theology? Yeah, how you practice your theology, and and 
the things that you practice from a day to day in a day. I don't think if you were a practice, if you are a practicing Jew, if you're orthodox, I think it's very difficult to live your day to day life without thinking of Moses oh, absolutely. every single day. Absolutely. Because you're keeping the law, you're hyper focused on keeping the law. Mm-hmm. Now it's interesting the parallel that's being made there because yes, it's well Moses was known as the greatest servant in God's house. Mm-hmm. He was mo- he was noted as a faithful servant in all of God's house, and he's also credited for writing the law. They know all these things, and here yeah. the author of Hebrews is saying, "Well, Jesus is better than him." Yeah. Jesus is greater than he is. He's more of a faithful servant. He is the greatest one. And I love the thing that it says here, but the builder of all things, uh, as no, not the one, as much more glory as the builder of a house has more honor than the house itself. For every house is built by someone, but the builder of all things is God. Mm-hmm. I love that because what it's, what, what, what he's, what the author is really setting up here is, you listen to Moses for the past two millennia. Yeah. And he was just a man. Mm-hmm. And you guys hold him in such high esteem and you give him such huge glory. Jesus, who built all things, who all things through him were built. He is the word of God, meaning the, the words that Moses penned were Jesus. Yeah. Because of this, he is bigger than he is. Mm-hmm. Now it's time for you to listen to Jesus. Absolutely. This he's is where shifting their perspective. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. And this and I love how he starts to shift their mm-hmm. focuses. Holy brothers, you who shared in a heavenly calling, consider Jesus the apostle and high priest of our confession. Mm. I love that 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 connection that he makes there of holy brothers you are no longer you are no you may still be living um in the flesh but you are no longer of the flesh now Mm -hmm. you are holy now you're set apart now you're a different creation now you're a different person therefore we ought to start changing our way of thinking Mm. you who share in a heavenly calling this heavenly calling is so much greater than than what than what Moses had to bring to the table. Mm. Why? Because Moses was derived was was deriving his knowledge and everything that he was getting was from God himself. It's not just what Moses wrote, it's what Moses wrote it for. Mm-hmm. That's the whole purpose of of this whole book of Hebrews is saying, hey, don't cling on to the past. Don't cling on to the promises that were just made. I mean, we can cling on to those promises, but we cling on to those promises with a future hope. Mm-hmm. And I love that it ends that it ends like that in verse six. But Christ is faithful. Uh, excuse me. But Christ is faithful. Our God's house as a son. He continues on to say, and we are his house. If indeed we hold fast to our confidence and our boasting in our hope. And it, this is the whole thing that everything that Moses was doing was not for Moses. It wasn't for people to, it wasn't for the Jewish people mm-hmm. to worship Moses, but it was for them to put their faith and their focus and their eyes into the promises and work of God's 
future hope. Mm -hmm. And that future hope was to be seen in Christ. Mm. And a little more on that will come at the end of this chapter. But it's cool because it's like, okay, now that I've got you focused on this hope that you should have, on this confidence that you have, the author goes into uh, the next section, verses 7 through 19. 19. And really, you could break that even further down, going 7 through 15. Yeah. Um, so 7 through 15, therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, and here is one of those moments where the author shoots back over to the Old Testament. Mm-hmm. Uh, Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion on the day of testing in the wilderness where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said, they always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. As I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. And then he continues, take care, brothers, lest there be any of you lest there be in any of you an evil, unbelieving heart leading you to fall away from the living God, but exhort one another every day, as long as it is called today, that none of you may be hardened by the deceitfulness of sin, for we have come to share in Christ, if indeed, again, back to verse 6, if indeed we hold our original confidence firm to the end, as it is said today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as in the rebellion." bro you would you'd have to be jewish to understand that i would i would truly uh (laughs) go to uh psalm 95 7 through 11 Mm -hmm. and you can read that it's it'll tell you a little bit about that rebellion i believe it was a rebellion of not korah no 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 it was just the temptations in the wilderness and just a, a whole general idea that the writer is giving of every instance Mm-hmm. that um, that the people of God rebelled against God. It wasn't just, I mean, yeah, Korah was one of them, but it was Such as the such as people hoarding, hoarding manna. Yeah, hoarding manna, post-wilderness not, not thing. God. Like, mm-hmm. and, he, and I love this because what God, what he's saying here, uh, verse uh, 9 and 10, where your fathers put me to the test and saw my works for 40 years. Therefore, I was provoked with that generation and said they will always go astray in their heart. They have not known my ways. They refused to listen to Moses. They refused to listen to God and the words and commands that he was giving them then. And they hardened their hearts towards him. And in turn, again, if you go back to the Old Testament and you read through all these things, I believe it's in the Exodus, uh, you go back and you read all these things and it's, they were forced to wander the wilderness for 40 years because they rebelled against God. He refused to allow them into the promised land that he was taking them to until the generation of rebellion had died. Literally, you go back to the Old Testament and it says, none of this generation will see the promised land. I will wait until this generation has passed away to allow you to go into the promised land. And even then, Moses was able to see it from afar. And he wasn't able to go in. He wasn't able to go in. He was not allowed to go in. Neither was anyone from his generation. You're talking about 40 years worth of people that were not able to enter the promised land because they rebelled against God. And what was the promised land? God's rest. Absolutely. And... You know, I, I love here that it's that, you know, the psalmist starts here in, in verse 7. Um, Therefore, as the Holy Spirit says, 
today if you hear his voice. And this is something that we might ask, man, how could they just take their eyes off the Lord like that? The Lord took them out of Egypt. He, you know, he continually gave them sustenance in the wilderness. How can, how can they be so foolish to, to not pay attention? How can they be, rebel like that? Well, they stopped listening to the, to the voice of the Lord. They stopped, they stopped seeing was what was plainly in front of them. Mm -hmm. They went off and they made their own little golden calves to worship. Mm -hmm. they, 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 they practiced idolatry. But that's, that's what ends up happening, not just with the Jewish people, nope. but that is human nature. Mm -hmm. Every single time that we take our eyes off the Lord, every single time that we put our focus more on the trivial things in life, you know, insert whatever, whatever it is that you choose to entertain yourself with. And that's a, that's a big thing now. It's entertaining. And, I, you know, there's a, there's a great book that was written it's called um amusing ourselves to death or entertaining mm. ourselves to death um that's something that that in the 21st century that's something that we are constantly constantly battling mm -hmm. is in, in my opinion i think it's two things one working ourselves to death mm -hmm. to maybe keep up with the joneses right uh higher status Maybe it's just even whatever. achieve goals that you put for yourself that are just exactly. super high goals. You know, where every time I scroll through social media or I talk to someone, people are hyper fixated on achieving their their goals for this year. People are, especially now, starting off the new year, mm -hmm. people are are starting to set goals for themselves that they want to accomplish. Thinking back at, at you know at, at 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 past years and past accomplishments or past failures and, and things like that. And looking around, we're, we're hyper fixated on, on these goals that we want to accomplish. But are any of those goals really um, tied to the word of God? Yeah, tied to listening to the voice of God, tied to um, submitting ourselves to the authority of the word of God or mm. tied to um, uh, not, uh, not grieving the Holy Spirit. Tied to, uh, tied to not rebelling against God, mm. and that's that's this, these are phrases that yeah they 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 might be phrases that that are in Scripture, but they're phrases used to um, they should be they should be introspective phrases. Right. When we see these things written in Scripture, immediately we should start asking ourselves: Are we rebelling against God? Mm. What am I doing to listen to the Word of God daily? Mm -hmm. um, am I am I preaching the gospel to myself every single day, or am I forgetting the gospel? Am I neglecting and the, God? And that's the big one there, because and and here's the big parallel that's being made here in Hebrews chapter three between Jesus and Moses, and it's and it's finished up in in verses sixteen through nineteen. Uh, it says, "For who were those who heard and yet rebelled?" Was it not all those who left Egypt led by Moses? And with him was and with whom was he provoked for forty years? Was it not those who sinned, whose bodies fell in the wilderness? And to whom did he swear that they would not enter his rest, but to those who were disobedient? So we see that they were unable to enter because of un 
belief. Mm. So like the really big parallel that we're seeing here in Hebrews chapter three and the rebellion and the neglect of God and everything else that we're seeing and the, and the warning that is being given to us of if you hear his voice today, don't harden your heart and listen to him yep. is that of salvation itself. Mm. Jesus Christ came down, lived a perfect life, fulfilled the law, was the ultimate servant to God because he gave himself over to be sacrificed, to be a penance, to be not a penance, to be an atonement, right? to be a blood sacrifice, to cover our sins, to set us free, to give us salvation so that we could be mended to God again. When I look at this, right, this is the big parallel because what did Moses do? He came into Egypt set the people free from the bondage that they were in, brought them out into the wilderness, gave them these laws, yes, so that they could be in the presence of God. And God told them, so long as you abide by these laws that I have given you, you will enter my rest. And they did not listen to his voice and they disobeyed and they rebelled and they sinned and they were not allowed to enter his rest. And the same thing is true for those who do not listen to the voice of Jesus. That's right. Jesus has come to offer salvation. And if you hear his voice and you decide to rebel and you decide to continue sinning, guess what? Verse 19. So we see that they were unable to enter because of unbelief. Mm. If you hear his voice and you believe, Romans says it, if you're faithful to confess, God is faithful to forgive. God is sins. faithful to forgive. Okay. If you confess that you believe in him by your mouth, if you confess with your mouth that you believe in him, he is faithful to forgive you and give you salvation. Absolutely. He is still faithful to this day. Romans 3.17 also says uh, um, um, that faith comes by hearing. Faith and hearing of the hearing. word of God. Mm -hmm. So it's all there, man. It's all there. And that's the big, big parallel between the two. Yes, Moses was some type of savior for the Jews. Jesus is the ultimate savior. That's it. That's it. And that's the, that's the big picture that's being pointed at here. And we have to consider the, the context and the audience mm -hmm. to whom this is being written to. This is being written to people who had transitioned over into... Um, believing in in Jesus Christ, coming from a former way of thinking, from a from a Jewish way of thinking, mm -hmm. people that hold high esteem to Moses and are essentially worshiping Moses over worshiping Jesus, mm. and, and putting Moses on the level with Jesus, where the writer here is telling us Moses is great; he did a great work um, for God and for the people of God. Just imagine how much greater is that work of your Savior, mm. the one who actually atoned for your mm. sin, which is essentially the same sin of the people who rebelled against against Moses mm -hmm. when Moses was trying to, to take people into that promised land, yep. but yet again, he failed. Mm. Consider that. Mm. Where Moses failed, Jesus triumphs, and Oof. he triumphs so much greater. If you can't say amen, mm. you gotta say ouch. You gotta say ouch. <laughs> oh man, man. So this, th th those are the big takeaways from yeah. Hebrews three, man. And and to be honest with you guys, look, 
if you've heard his voice and you're doing everything in 16 through 18, these same questions apply to you. Yeah. To whom rebelled? Who got, who got let out of slavery and, and bondage? Who is still provoking God? Yeah. Who is still sinning? Your body will be left in the wilderness, as so will your soul. This is true. Enter the rest. Listen to his voice. Don't rebel. Come on now. Grace and peace. Love you guys.